Welcome back to On the Silk Road with Selkar, an educational podcast for Central Asian enthusiasts, linguophiles, and all of those who have a thirst for knowledge and a curiosity about other cultures. I'm your host, Amber Kent, linguist and novice Central Asian language learner. For those of you here for the first time, this podcast is brought to you by the Center for Languages of the Central Asian Region at Indiana University and explores the different parts of Central Asia including learning about the people, their culture, and of course, the languages of their countries. If you liked today's episode, I encourage you to go back and check out our first eight episodes where we have already introduced Turkmen, Pashtu, Kyrgyz, Kurmanji, Mongolian, Uyghur, Dari, and Kazakh. I also invite you to subscribe to our channel to follow along with us as we journey through this exquisitely colorful area of the world so rich in history and ancient cultures. Our guest today is Artisher Kashimov, who is a graduate student in IU's School of Public and Environmental Affairs, where he's currently a Master's of Public Affairs candidate specializing in policy analysis and energy. I also learned that Sher is also a previous English as a foreign language instructor who has taught English in Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, and China. Hush omaded Sher. Assalamualaikum, Amber. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for coming and being featured on our podcast thank today. Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful day outside, listeners. We have the lights off in the studio. The sun is shining in. Spring is beginning to be sprung in Bloomington, Indiana, and I'm very excited. Did you do anything special for Navruz? Uh Well, I attended the celebration that IU hosted at the uh, Global International Studies mm-hmm. uh, building. Uh, and then just uh, called my family and congratulated them with the holiday. Aww. Yeah, I had meant to go to that, and then I wasn't able to because of a family thing. So, But I saw the turnout was amazing. I saw all the pictures and the videos of the dancing. It was so. a beautiful event, absolutely. Yeah, and I heard there was a lot of really good food, too. Yes. We like to talk about food <laughs> on this podcast a lot. <laughs> so, All right, well, today we are going to talk about Tajiki. And can you tell us where is Tajiki spoken? Uh, well, most of it is spoken in Tajikistan naturally, and then uh, some parts of northern Afghanistan uh, speak Tajik. Uh, some parts of uh, southern Uzbekistan, like cities of uh, Bukhoro and Samarkand, uh, that are traditionally uh, populated by ethnic, uh, ethnic Tajiks. Uh, there are small enclaves in uh, Kyrgyzstan. Um, and then you could say that there are enclaves in Brooklyn and Moscow as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, so I don't, I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but when you have a community in a non-native speaking country that kind of forms, it's called a diaspora. Mm-hmm. And so I did know we had a diaspora community of Tajikis in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's your word for the day, everybody. Diaspora. Throw it into your conversations and impress somebody. Um, okay. And then can you tell us just a little bit um, a bit more about Tajiki? First of all, can you clear up one thing? Because I hear people calling it Tajiki. I hear people calling it Tajik. 
Can you give an explanation and maybe tell us what, am I using the right word? Should I be using Tajik? Can you say? I personally, when people ask me what language I speak, I say Tajik. Uh -huh. um, however, I used to work uh, for the U.S. Embassy in Tajikistan back in the day for about three years uh, in the cultural affairs section. And um, we actually had this debate uh, whether Tajik or Tajiki is mm -hmm. the correct version. Um, and the, the debate was done for the sake of, you know, making sure that we respect the local culture, the local language when we, you know, put out the press releases and memos and, and things like that. And I don't think there is one universally correct way okay. to say that. So even there, there was like some people that were like, no, we should be saying Tajik. And some people were saying we should be saying Tajik. Yeah, yeah. And there, that it, makes it, me feel a little better. <laughs> it's uh, easier to distinguish between the two terms in Russian language be mm -hmm. because they're Tajik and Tajikistani mm -hmm. mean different things. However, in English, I don't think there's much difference in saying it one way mm -hmm. or another. So in English, usually from my understanding, at least this is how it was kind of explained to me when I came to Selkar, is that we call the language um, Tajiki and the people Tajiks. So that's how I heard it. So and that's, that, that's one of the versions I heard fine. as well. Yeah. Okay. And I, but if someone were to ask you what you speak, you say Tajik. I say Tajik personally, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I noticed Sukhrab, who's our um, informational communication technologist here in Selkar, sometimes he says Tajik and sometimes he says Tajiki. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should <laughs> reconsider what I say. I've been saying it Tajiki now for so long since I first heard that explanation, though. Um, and obviously, this episode is called Tajiki. So for now, I'm going with Tajiki. But I am always willing to have my mind changed. Great. Um, so, okay. And then, can you just tell us a little bit more about the language? Like, what kind of language it is? What kind of alphabet it uses? How many, like, if you know how many speakers there are? Anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to share? Uh, well, so Tajik, together with uh, Farsi and Dari, uh, forms the Iranian group of languages that belongs to the Indo-European uh, family of languages. Mm -hmm. um, if my history lessons uh, are not failing me right now, I believe uh, Persian was brought uh, by the Sasani dynasty to Central Asia in the second century. Um, and that's how it spread there over what now is modern Tajikistan, as well as uh, northern Afghanistan and then southern Uzbekistan. Mm -hmm. uh, population of Tajikistan is 9 million, so you have that many speakers there. Then um, there is half to 1 million uh, speakers in Moscow, in Russia, uh, as well as uh, significant diasporas in uh, New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Nebraska and Montana have a significant uh, number of Tajiks, so I would say we're looking at maybe 11, 12 million speakers out there. Um, as far as the, the alphabet goes, the Tajikistan uses Cyrillic alphabet, and that's the legacy of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, uh, Cyrillic was brought there, I want to say, in 1920s, 1930s. Uh, right now, uh, there are talks about reforming the language and while potentially dropping Cyrillic the way Uzbekistan did that 15, 20 years ago. But mm -hmm. I doubt that uh, the Russian influence in the region will allow that to happen. I, I think Tajikistan will continue using Cyrillic alphabet in the future. Have you heard if they were to drop Cyrillic, have, do they kind of, do you think that they would go towards the Latin alphabet like Uzbek did? Or do you think that they would go towards the Arabic alphabet 
more like Farsi and Dari? I, I think, yeah, definitely the latter. I okay. think uh, if Tajikistan were to switch alphabets, uh, the Arabic script would mm -hmm. be more popular. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know this, um, but Uzbek, I believe, went back to the Latin alphabet and then has since gone back to the Cyrillic. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. In fact, our introductory Uzbek textbook is written in the Latin alphabet, mm -hmm. and our intermediate is written in the Cyrillic alphabet. Interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to read up more on that and why they decided to switch back. Mm -hmm. And Kazakh is currently in the process of switching their alphabet as well. Interesting. I know. I think it'd just be so hard, like if you grew up writing your language in one alphabet, to then everybody switch it. I mean, what do you do with like older people who, yeah. you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to learn something substantial like that at certain ages. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'll let other people figure that out. Yeah. I, um, okay. Well. Did you bring us a reading today in Tajiki? I would like to recite a, a four lines from my favorite poem. Okay. And, and then if we have time, I could even translate it for our listeners. That would be amazing. Yes, um, please. Well, the poem goes like this. Totavoni dustonro gum makun. Dustoni mehrobonro gum makun. Dar jahon bedus budan mushkil ast. Mushkil o son kunkansonro gum makun. Very short part of the poem, and it is essentially about the value of having friends. Uh, and my favorite part of this poem is that friends are called mushkil o son kunkansonro, and the way you would translate it into English directly, people that make suffering easier, that mm -hmm. make challenges easier. Mm -hmm. That's the synonym for the word friends. Oh, wow. And so say it again. The mushkil o son kun kasonro. Mushkil o san kun kasonro. Kun kasoro. Kasonro. Kasonro. Close, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there like a, is there a short version of that? Like, because uh, that's a long, like. Right, yeah, and nobody. But just like we have like friend and pal and homie and like, do you have like a shorter? You oh, yeah, absolutely. Say that whole yeah, thing. yeah, you could, you could say deuce, you could say Rafiq. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, nobody in day to day conversation would use that word. It's oh, just okay. a very beautiful literary oh, okay. uh, synonym for oh, the word okay. friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So overall, can you translate the poem? Yeah. So if I were to translate the poem directly, um, don't lose your friends. Uh, to live in this world without friends is difficult. Friends are those who make the challenges of life easier. Don't lose them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's great. And I love that you have it memorized. I, I love when people memorize a good piece of poetry. Yeah. I feel like that it's kind of becoming a lost art. So I, I appreciate that. I think it's also part of being a... Uh, an expat in a foreign country where mm -hmm. you know there are always people who are curious to hear the language that you speak back home and mm -hmm. uh, I think reciting uh, you know a piece of poetry is always a good way to introduce someone to a new language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I like to just hear the sounds and as someone who has studied um, some different languages I like to listen and and think like what other languages they kind of sound like mm -hmm. and honestly I was expecting that to sound more 
Farsi like or mm-hmm. more Dari like, and I I kind of felt like it sounded kind of Russian like. Part of it might just be, you know, again the legacy of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it is definitely my own accent because oh, okay. um, I um, I was born and raised in Dushanbe, Tajikistan. Uh-huh. Um, However, I went both to a Russian high school and then the Russian university, and Russian was definitely the first language that was spoken okay. uh, in my household. Um, I think for the first 16 years, I had very little Tajik practice outside of, uh, you know, a street talk with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm older, now that I understand, uh, you know, the value of my Tajik legacy, I'm trying to sort of catch up on everything that I missed uh, okay. as a child. All right. So there's definitely a reason why it sounds like that. But um, what dialect of Tajiki? Are there different dialects of Tajiki? I don't know if you can officially divide Tajik into specific dialects. Okay. Back in Tajikistan, we definitely differentiate between uh, Tajik that is spoken in the north of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's Hujandi dialect. There's uh, dialect spoken in Isfara. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and we, where are you from again? I'm from Dushanbe myself. I was born and raised there, okay. but my parents are from the north of the country. My mother is from uh, Panjakant, and then my father uh, is from Hujand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also differentiate uh, between the the dialect that is spoken in Dushanbe and then the dialects that are spoken in the south of the country in Kulob and Dangara in particularly. In Dushanbe, I think what you see nowadays is this mix of Tajik and Russian, which makes it very difficult for foreign students who come to Dushanbe to study mm-hmm. Tajik language to, to pick up on real Tajik. Mm-hmm. I was just one, and the reason I guess I asked that question about uh, dialects is I was wondering, I would assume like the southern parts if, if I'm thinking of my geography correct, correctly, the southern parts are closer to like um, Afghanistan. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder if this a southern dialect would sound more Persian because mm-hmm. of being geographically closer there, where the northern parts would be closer to Russia. So it seems like it would also make sense for those to be a little more influenced by that. The northern uh, dialects of Tajik are more actually influenced by, by Uzbek language. Oh, and okay. a lot of the words that people in Hujan and Isfara use in their day-to-day conversations in Tajik, they have mm-hmm. uh, many Turkey words coming from Kyrgyz and Uzbek languages. Okay. And we haven't covered Uzbek on the show yet. I'm still trying to nail down my, <laughs> my speaker. Yeah. Um, but Uzbek is another Turkic language similar to Kazakh and Kyr- Kyrgyz that we yeah. have covered on the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast. Sure. Can you teach me to talk in Tajiki? Let's go over some uh, basic phrases then, yeah? Awesome. Let's do it. All right. So first things first. Can you teach me how to say hello? Yes. Uh, Hello is actually universal for uh, uh, most of Central Asian uh, languages because it was brought from uh, Arabic. Mm -hmm. And it goes like this. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Very close. Assalamu. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. There we go. All right. Great. I hear a little different. So I know we've covered like assalamu alaikum before. Mm. So there's like that extra o sound at mm. the end. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a little t- Tajiki twist. <laughs> and can you guys also just like informally, can you say like salam? Like oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. And now, how would I say my name is? Nomiman Amber. Nomiman Amber. Great. Nomiman Amber. And then, how would I ask you what your name is? Nomishumo Chist. Nomishumo Chist. There we go. Yep. So, Nomishumo Chist. Nomiman Ardasher. Nomishumo Chist. Nomiman Amber. Great. Yay. We nailed it. <laughs> and if I wanted to ask where where you're from, I guess one way you could say it is Shmo Azgujo Asted. Shmo Azgujo Azgujo Gujo Asted. Asted. Yep. Shmo Azgujo Asted. Yep. There we go. Okay. And then to say where I'm from would be? Man as the name of the place, Hastam. Man as Virginia Hastam. There we All go. Right. Is there any vowel harmony in Tajiki? No? You haven't mentioned uh, it? No, no. no, I don't okay. think so. All right. I think maybe that's Turkic languages that mm. do that. So I can't remember if Dari does either. I don't think he's mentioned it. Must just be Turkic languages. <laughs> That's why I'm here in this podcast. So we're finding out all of this information for you. That's what we all I make for. the mistakes so you don't have to, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then what if I wanted to say, nice to meet you? As vokuriamon shod hastam. As vokuriamon 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 shod hastam. Shod hastam. And an easy way to think about that difficult word, vohuri uh-huh. amon. Vohuri is a meeting. Amon is when you say it's our meeting. Okay. So vohuri amon. Yeah. So okay. our meeting. And essentially what you're saying, I am happy from us meeting each other. Okay. As vohuri amon. All right. Shod hastam. Yep. Okay. And then um, I know this one. Thank you is Rahmat. Rahmat. Vale. And if I wanted to say goodbye, uh, one way, probably the shortest way, would be higher. Higher. Uh, sometimes people say salamat boshed, which is uh, meaning someone to be well. Salamam hashed. Salamat boshed. Salamat boshed. There we go. Salumat Boshara. I should write that down. Salumat. And it's a it's a universal phrase. You can Boshed. use it as a means of saying goodbye. You can use it as a means of uh, saying thank you. Uh, and just in general, if you know if you're surrounded by people who are being really nice to you and you're being awkward, you don't know what to say. You can just say Salumat Boshet and people would be happy. To do that. I need to learn that phrase then, because that is me like all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well known for like sticking my foot in my mouth and I don't know what else to say (laughs) all the time. But hey, I'm not afraid to talk, which is why I have a podcast. (laughs) All right. Um, So what I like to do now, well, first of all, let's let's go through it top to bottom. Let's let's start with um, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. And then I would say um, Nome Shumo. Chist. Chist. Nomi Shemo Chist. Chist. Nomi Man Amber. 
Uh, oh gosh. Mm, I don't remember where you Shumo. Shumo. Ascujo. Ascujo. Hasted. Hasted. Shumon. Ascujo. Hasted. Man. As Dushanbe. Tojikiston. Hastam. Shumo. Ascujo. Hasted. Mon. Ashkuzo. Man. As Virginia. Hastam. Man. As Virginia. Hastan. And then I would say, um, as vokuri aman shodastem. Manam, tashakur. Ragnat. Salamad boshed. <laughs> Salamad boshed. <laughs> All right. Man, I gotta tell ya, I was kind of stumped a couple of times on that. I, usually I have an easier time remembering. So that just shows you, I just need to practice my Tajiki a little bit more. It's all about practice, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now what I want you to do, we like to do um, either like a funny phrase or something that's like very culturally specific. Mm -hmm. So for example, like Americans, right? We love baseball. So I might teach the phrase like... Uh, um, strike them out, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or um, like the week it was my mom's birthday, they taught me how to say happy birthday. The week of Navruz, we learned how to say happy Navruz. But just so, so something like that, like a phrase, mm -hmm. not to put you on the spot, but think of uh, one now. I'm thinking about two. Okay. Um, one that is used in the north of the country uh, as, a, as a way of asking whether you're hungry or not Okay. is... Uh, and directly translated, it means, have you eaten plov today? Plov is a Tajik national meal, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, actually ubiqu ubiquitous uh, across the Central Asian region. Mm -hmm. uh, so when people in the North, if you ever visit Tajikistan and people in the North ask you, have you eaten plov today? What they mean when they say that, are you hungry? Okay. Yeah. So, shumahosh. Shumo. Osh. Shumo. Osh. Hurdagini imrus. Hurdagini imrus. Imrus. Have you eaten plov today? Shumo hosh. Hodagini imrus. Hodagini imrus. Hodagini. Not an R in there. Hodagini imrus. Imrus. Shumo hosh. Hodagini imrus. Not hosh. Osh. O-S-H, Osh. No, okay, I thought I heard an O in there, or an H in there. Shumo Osh Hordagini Imrus. Have you eaten today? I'm going to use that on Sukrop tomorrow. <laughs> All right, what's the second one? Second one is used in Dushanbe, and it's more of a modern slang. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're meant to say that when, say, your friend is feeling down, and you, you know, Tell them, cheer up. And the phrase goes, and directly translated, don't hang your chin down. Don't hang your chin down. And that's a slang, and uh, people from my generation younger would use it. People from mm -hmm. older generations don't use that, at mm -hmm. least yet. We're, we're teaching them. Well, then I need to know this because I'm a younger generation. <laughs> By the way, I turned 40 this week. So, 
I'm not really a younger generation, but I like to talk like I am so that you think that I am. So fikta chir nakum. There we go. There you go. All right. Well, Rakmet, so much for coming so and teaching us t- some tajiki. I promise I will keep practicing, and the next time you see me, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some of these phrases down. And you'll have some ways to surprise Sukhrop as well. Yes, yes, because we are right across from the hall from each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the next time I see him, I'm gonna be like, Fikta Jet Makum. Although he's an old generation too, so maybe he won't get it. And yeah. He'll be like, oh, Amber, you're so cool. <laughs> um, so, right now, listeners, um, IU has taught Tajiki in the past. I don't think we're currently teaching it, at least in my current, in my recent research, I did not find that. Um, but I did find what USU, what institutions, if they're not currently offering, have recently offered Tajiki in the past. And so if you are interested in studying, you can contact these institutions, find out if they're currently offering courses or if they're um, going to offer some in the future. So of course, IU, um, also Cameron University in Lawton, Oklahoma. University of Texas, Austin, and University of Wisconsin-Madison. And also, I saw that the Foreign Service Institute in Arlington, Virginia also teaches it. Um, You probably, I don't know, have to be in the Foreign Service, but I don't know, you could call and ask. Uh, If you're interested in learning Tajiki via self-study, I have some good news for you. Selkar actually has an introductory textbook um, series in Tajiki, and we also have a Tajiki grammar reference book available. Um, And if you're familiar at all with the textbooks we produce here at Selkar, we try to make them so they can be used in a course with an instructor or also by self-study. So there's like a lot of... uh, audio and video so people can hear what the language is spoken um, and kind of do self-practice. And also the Center for Slavic, Eurasian, and East European Studies, um, which is also an LRC like Selkar, at Duke also has Tajiki um, resources. And so I will post a link in the show notes to both the Selkar website and the I don't know how you say. I'm sure their acronym is like CSIS, maybe. I don't know. I will post a link to both of those in the show notes. Um, I also want to remind you, um, even though I don't believe I use Summer Language Workshop or the University of Wisconsin-Madison Summer Language Workshop is teaching Tijiki this summer, if you do want to study any of our other Turkic languages, or I'm sorry, Central Asian languages, um, they, they are being offered. And so, as Cher mentioned, um, Dari and Farsi are um, other languages kind of similar to Dijiki and the fact that they're uh, Iranian. Um, and we are teaching Farsi this summer at IU at least. So anyway, check out those pages. Um, so sadly, that brings us to the end of another episode of On the Silk Road with Selkar. We're so happy that Sher joined us today, and we hope you, the listeners, learned something new. I know I learned some new things. Um, We invite you, please join us next week as we journey to yet another stop along the Silk Road to learn about another Central Asian people and the language that they speak. 
On the Silk Road with Selkar is brought to you by the Center for Languages of the Central Asian Region, which was funded by the Hamilton Luger School of Global and International Studies at Indiana University and the U.S. Department of Education through a Title VI grant for language resource centers. Until next time, my name is Amber Kent. Rakhmet. Salut mat bashut.